Quiet on the set. And action. Welcome to Media and Monuments Podcast, presented by Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C. Media and Monuments is conversations featuring industry pros speaking on a wide range of topics of interest to media makers. Welcome. I am your host, Tara Jabari. A few months ago, I was able to speak with Sandy Harding, the manager of the last blockbuster in the entire world, located in Bend, Oregon. We talked about the history of this store, the documentary called The Last Blockbuster, which is now on Netflix, and recalled memories and nostalgia that Blockbuster brings to people, including my own memories and personal love of the store. Please enjoy this one-on-one phone call that I was able to make with Miss Harding, and please excuse my fangirling throughout. Hi, Tara. Hi, Sandy. Thank you so much for speaking with me. I feel like I'm talking to someone super famous. So thank I feel like they're, they're not going to answer back. It's Blockbuster. They're going to be so busy, but I'll try it. Uh, and the co-producers were like, yeah, no, that would be interesting because we just did the Avalon Theater, which is 100 years old next what? year. And they went into nonprofit sector to kind of survive because they've survived the Great Depression, two world wars, um, all sorts of things. And and then you have the streaming, yeah. you know, war, <laughs> if you will, uh, or competition. And, and then COVID. They, and COVID, and they had to reinvent yeah. themselves so much. And I was like, you know, Blockbuster, there's one more left in the entire world. And for years, I've been wanting to go to Oregon. I literally want to just go to go see you guys and Ben and rent. I know what you did last summer. And then just go outside and put it in the slot. Like the slot, it has to be, it's, cere- it's ceremonial for me. I was like, oh my God, so excited. Do you guys have I Know What You Did Last Summer? We do. Of course we do. Um, I think we might even still, I have, I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> I remember that movie. Yeah, it's like it went. Um, but um, it's so funny. And, and Ben is a beautiful place, by the way. It's just absolutely gorgeous here. But um, but yeah, you know, our store still looks exactly the same. Um, it looks the same as it did when we opened it, you know, 30 years ago as a Pacific video. And then we franchised to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And so we still have the popcorn ceilings. We still have the, <laughs> you know, from like countertops and the, you know, the, we have Papa Murphy's next door now. If you guys know what that is, it's like a take a big pizza. Okay. And so every once in a while, you'll come in and you'll smell the pizza from next door. And of course, the nasty old popcorn smell that, you know, all video stores have. But it's a Which beautiful I never smell. understand because we don't really pop popcorn in the stores, but you still have that funky yeah. smell when you walk in sometimes. So anyway. So when you started working in 2004, was it a blockbuster? Yeah, it okay. was. So um, they opened in 1990. They opened the first Pacific video. And then um, in 2000 is when they became blockbuster. So it was 10 years later. And the whole reason behind that was because Blockbuster moved into Bend. And as we all know, Blockbuster was famous for, you know, running out the mall and pops and closing mm-hmm. out shop. But we had three very um, successful Pacific video stores here in town. And we did really well with them. Or I shouldn't say they did because I wasn't here yet. Um, and so Ken approached Blockbuster and was like, look, you know, what can we do to kind of get you guys to go away and leave us alone? Because we do 
really involved business. So we either want to co, you know, exist or have you guys not be here and run us out. And they said, well, franchise. And so that's what he did. So he franchised the three existing stores uh, or the two existing stores, I'm sorry. And the third one was like within a block of the new corporate blockbuster store. And so we just closed that one and took over the corporate store that was there. And then we opened up another one in Redmond, which is about 15 minutes north of Bend. And then when I came in 04, it was when they opened up the fourth blockbuster here at And I opened that location and then six months later moved here to this store in May of 05. And I've been here at this location ever since. So, you know, and at that point, we had five existing stores and then we moved one of them to Madras, which is another, you know, probably about 40 minutes north of here because mm-hmm. uh, there was a Hollywood video there and the Hollywood closed and the owner of the building reached out and said, hey, you know, the Hollywood year was very successful and it was it was one of the top performing Hollywoods that they had and and they were like you know we got this stored here it's already got shows and everything in it of a blockbuster there and so at the time we were doing really well but we had four stores in Bend and so we were like you know maybe we should just move one of these out there and so that's what we did George Erickson moved it and opened it within two days it was incredibly chaotic and and a lot of fun but at that point we'd are remodeled this location and done a few other things too. So we kind of had a little bit of an idea of what, how to do it. And I was really proud of the fact that we did it so quickly and opened that shop out there as a blockbuster and had that store for several years. Um, and ended up losing that store because that was when Blockbuster started to decline. And we weren't really sure what what was going to happen. And our lease was up and we couldn't sign another five-year lease because at the time we were like, we don't really know what our future is going to hold if we're going to be here another year, another five years. And so that's kind of how we lost that. What year was that? Pretty sure it was the end of 2014. So I think Blockbuster had been struggling and we might have actually gone into bankruptcy already or the corporate stores. And we ended up closing several stores like within a year. And it was just really crazy. We, so we lost the matter store to at least. And then we had a South location here at Bend that we had relocated and then our lease was up and another big chain was coming into the center and they wanted part of our store of parking. And so we were like, well, no, we're not willing to do that. So they just waited out for our lease to be up and then said, well, we're going to turn part of your store into a parking lot. So we ended up closing that location. And and that was crazy because we closed that location. And I know we talked about this in the documentary, but we closed that location and remodeled our east side one, and because we had downsized, it was a huge store. And we down, we, you know, downsized it by half. We had taken the big sign off, and we were taking the smaller sign from our soft location and moving it over there. When Blockbuster announced that they were closing ten of their corporate stores, and everybody thought we closed the store because we took the sign down, and it was like the craziest thing. I would see people in Costco or or around town, and they'd be like, "Oh, you closed your store," and I'm like, "No, we did close it. We're just moving the sign." No, no, no. I I saw the news. You're closing. I'm like, "No, I promise you. <laughs> I'd be the first to know if we close the store. It's not closed. It's just changing signs." But anyway, that was kind of our first realization as what it was going to look like as the corporate stores were all shutting down, and it, it was pretty ugly because we, you know, I tell people all the time during that I didn't want people to know where I worked because people would. You know, say, you know, people who didn't know that I was already the general manager at Blockbuster would be like, oh, how does it feel to be losing your job? You know, Blockbuster sucks. Everybody's going to, they're all closing and they're horrible. And I'd be like, oh, geez. And I wouldn't want to have that conversation about how we were locally owned and, mm-hmm. and everything. And at one point, we actually painted a thing on the front of the store that said locally owned. 
oh. here in Bend. Because our owners lived here in Bend and we're like, we're local. We're, you know, we operate under the big name, but we're, we're still, you know, locally owned. Um, but anyway, and, and to have it go full circle back now to where I'm not telling people where I work because people are like, oh my country's the last one. And then I'll never get my countries. So, um, oh, so now it's, it's you'll get fun. like super fans like me and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm fired at Sandy Harding. Okay. Well, and you know, the best part, like I, I love hearing people's stories because it makes me feel good and it reminds me why I do what I do every day when people tell me, you know, their wonderful stories about their family lives and going to Buster and how important it was to them. But my favorite thing of all is when a local comes up and wants to take a picture with me or tell me how good of a job our store is doing. Um, because then I realize that we're really representing birds and our mm-hmm. community. And then that makes me feel really good too. So, Well, that was one of my questions is, it's touched a little bit in the documentary, but for those who might not have seen it, because it's been a couple of years since the last Blockbuster documentary, what's the reason why people actually go to the store or in general, a store to get a physical copy. And then you have to come back to return it to avoid penalties. But it seems like a lot of work versus then just to click on your Roku or whatever you're using. Yeah. And I think that 100% the liquid support, it was just a matter of them not wanting to let us stop. Like they just kept supporting us and kept coming. And even during the pandemic, you know, we were not... the governor, you know, shut down places here in Oregon. We were not one of the ones on the list that was mandatory shut down. We tried to stay open and suddenly realized there's no way we we're going to be able to because we, at that point, people were already coming, traveling to see us mm-hmm. and people would come in and everybody would just kind of congregate under the same, on the same area. Like, okay, we can't really keep people safe. And at that time, I mean, we were all still wearing gloves and masks and, right. you know, we, we realized that it wasn't from touching, it was more from the airborne issue. And so everybody really didn't know what to do. So we went ahead and shut down for a couple of weeks and then we reopened very limited hours and did curbside service, which was something we had never done before. But we still had people coming in here trying to help us stay open. People were still calling me at home and when are you going to be there? I'm going to come down and get some movies. And and I we have movie pass customers who have like a monthly subscription. And I called all of them and said, would you like me to suspend it until we know what's going on so you're not still paying, you know, a fee for something you can't use. And I did not have to shut one down. They were all like, nope, we're going to continue to support the store, wow. even if we can't come in every day to rent a movie. So we definitely have that um, that loyal fan base here that that want to see us succeed. And not just because we're the last one, but because we've been a part of the community for 30 years. So yeah. they want to see us survive. But I think on the bigger thing, the nostalgia piece is a huge part of things for us now. There's no way we would have survived COVID on just those loyal um, people coming in. The t-shirt sales, the merchandise sales, and the online portion of our store now is what definitely allowed us to make it through the pandemic. And I think the pandemic, we, you know, we had the fortune, there was a lot of small businesses that struggled. And so I want to make sure I give a shout out to all of them because anyone who was able to survive it, I know how hard that was. And we had the nostalgia behind us, which helped us and a lot of people did not. So I am not taking for granted that that we had that special piece. But I think that during the pandemic, all of us that were forced to be at home and suddenly you're like, okay, what do we do? We're all sitting here in the house and yes, we can turn on Netflix. And then we started remembering what it used to be like when we actually sat around and communicated and still being on our phones all the time. And people started to remember, you know, when 
got to go to Blockbuster or when they, you know, would go to a movie or they mm-hmm. would go do something as a family. And I think that that kind of helped uh, push that nostalgia piece up a little bit more even because people remembered, you know, what it was like and how much fun it was. And and that's the thing I was alluding to earlier when I was talking about people's stories is that, I mean, I've told this story several times, but mm-hmm. it was a, right after we became the last one and and... I was standing helping a customer and I looked up and there was a gal standing next to me and she had tears in her eyes and at first I thought something was wrong and I was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And she's like, I'm all right. And then the customer I was helping was like, are you sure you're okay? And, and so I finished helping that customer and I looked and I go, what can I do to help you? And, and she's like, I just have to tell you how important this is to me. Her dad had recently passed away and her parents had been divorced and over the weekends when she went spent with her dad, their thing was to go to Blockbuster, rent a movie and that was their time they spent together. And so... She came to visit our store and it was just bringing back the memories of her dad and how special it was and how much it meant to her to be able to come to the store again after he had passed. And anyway, it was just very touching. I'm hearing stories that I get all the time. And I think that those of us who maybe haven't had that kind of a tragedy still remember. I mean, my husband and I came to this very video store on one of our first dates. I remember coming to renting A Few Good Men and Forever Young with Mel Gibson. But I remember trying to rent those two movies going to buy German chocolate cake because it was his favorite cake for his birthday right after we started dating. And that was our thing. We came here to the store. And so I, I even have a story about this location or about going to Blockbuster. Ridge. I think we all do. We all have that story, whether it was with our dad or with our significant other or just, you know, riding our bikes down Blockbuster with our friends or with a video game. Or, you know, I've heard so many different stories that I think it just brings back, I don't know, just... Um, the good times. I don't know how else to oh, say it. Oh, yeah. It's so nostalgia. Every weekend, I was taking my bike and going to Blockbuster. My quick story is, because I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, and they knew me. They knew I was the 12-year-old girl who was obsessed with movies. And one time I go with my mother. I had a crush on Ben Affleck because Pearl Harbor had come out. And somebody told me to watch Dogma the film with him, Kevin Smith's dogma. And now looking back on it, I'm like, I think he was teasing me because it's such a weird movie. But I went to go rent it and it was a new employee of Blockbuster. And he looked at me, this like 12-year-old girl and her mother. And he's like, um, just so you know, this movie's rated R for bad language and there's a poop monster in it or something. like." And and I gave him the dirtiest look. I'm like, do you know who I am? I keep this store running. I come every weekend. How dare you? In like my face. And my mom's like, what? And he's like, do you still want me to rent? You want to rent this for your child? And she's like, I mean, did you already purchase it? Like, did we already rent? He's like, yeah. And she's like, well, we'll just go outside and return it. And I'm like, oh. And so, but I tricked her into not letting me return. And it's become one of my favorite films because of like just despite the poop monster, and I've met Kevin Smith a couple of times, and he's such a gem. Um, never met Ben Affleck, but I did relate to it from just the story of of being religiously curious and, and all sorts, like, the, what's the purpose of it? I loved it. I loved it. But that's my, I, I was like, and then, just for the record, I never saw that employee again. I think he was too nosy. So, oh, that's funny. But Blockbuster, I started tearing up when... In the documentary, they give it to people who are being interviewed at VHS. And I'm like, I remember just playing with the case while we're watching the movie. It's the click, click, all that. And I just started tearing up or like hearing yours. 
the story you shared with the woman and her father, t- definitely, it was a whole thing. And one of the reasons why it has to be, I know what you did last summer is my cousins and I would always rent that whenever we visited each other. We'd go to the Blockbuster and rent that movie and get scared. And then it was the movie for years that we would always rent whenever we had a little reunion. And so it's just, it, it is the nostalgia. So I have a question. What's the furthest, like a person who's visited, how far did they come from visiting? Because I know in the documentary, somebody from Spain comes. And meanwhile, I'm like, it's a seven-hour flight from D.C. or something. I think that we Googled it and Cape Town, South Africa, nice. I think was the furthest. But we've had people from all over. Uh, I, we just last week, actually, it was two weeks ago now, we actually had someone come from Jerusalem who had their blockbuster card in Hebrew. Still. And I, and if you would, I should have thought about it. I should have taken a picture and I did not. But I was just so overwhelmed by the fact that he had his card. He was on vacation and he still lived in Israel. He still was over. And so he came over here and he was on vacation and came to our store and brought his card with him just so he could show us. And I thought that that was so cool. Um, But we've had people here from all over the world. I mean, Dubai, Australia, you know, everywhere. I was looking at some recent articles and there was one from KTLA that came and you still said, uh, quote, I think we have a couple more years left, end quote. And I was like, do you really think, are you always waiting for or anticipating that it will close? Well, you know, it's weirdest thing is that yeah, I mean, I remember in 2018 when we closed our Redmond location and we closed that in March. And this was before we found out Alaska was closing by a couple mm-hmm. months. And I started like throwing things out and purging things that were out in that location thinking, okay, we, we'll be lucky if this if the Ben store lasts out throughout the year. And so we were kind of finally planning on it was going to be done. It was going to be done. And, um, and then Alaska closed. And that was almost five years ago. It'll be five years in July. So at this point, we've already had almost another five years beyond what I thought we were going to have. So I'm appreciative of every single year. Do I think we have another couple of years? Probably. I think that, you know, every time I get a phone call like this one from you and I get a chance to talk about the store and and maybe get a few more people listening to our story and going to buy a t-shirt online or coming to visit, it all just kind of helps extend out our period of time that we're going to be open. And so I'm Super appreciative of the phone calls and thank you for having me on your show. But I, I do think that we have a couple more years. And my husband and I kind of laughed. I know I talked about the documentary mm-hmm. that we had six years left. We're down to what, three years now, um, less than three years now. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so the plan was we were going to move over where our grandkids are in Idaho and be closer to our grandkids when we retired. He's like, I think we have a few more years before we have to do that. So we get to do that. And I was like, yeah, I think we do too. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny, but I'm willing to write it out as long as possible. So if it means a couple more years or another five years, I'm good with that. Do you ever get a vacation? Because you deserve one. Um, I too. And I actually recently went to Hawaii with my husband and a couple of our boys. And we had a great time. And then I came back and rushed off to the Portland Expo last week to the Retro Gaming Expo. And we yeah. recreated part of our store, which was a lot of fun. We'd never done anything like that. We never left the store and taken merchandise and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was a, a very long weekend, but it was definitely fun. But yes, I do get vacations from time to time. So. Well, 
I did want to ask, do you guys still have some of the film memorabilia that is mentioned, like the Russell Crowe costumes that were given to you from Alaska? Do you get more? We do. We do still have those in there. And we have a lot of other things that people have donated to the store. People will send me a lot of personal things. You know, people will send me their old blockbuster cards or just random things that meant something to them that they want to share. I have ex-employees who will come up here and, you know, bring me their old name tags or different things, which is really special. So we have a, a case with that, all that in there. And VHS tapes, you were asking about that earlier, yeah. first mentioning that. We have people who donate VHS tapes to us all the time and old DVDs and they'll find them in their attic or their garage or their basement and they'll send them to us, which is, is wonderful because there's a lot of times we find, you know, gems in there we don't have on our shelves and we can throw them out there. But anyway, it's a lot of fun because we you know, I have a copy of The Shining, which is my favorite mm-hmm. horror movie in my office that I play quite often. I actually got a copy of Ewoks. I don't know. You are way too young to remember Ewoks. But, you know, I remember watching it on the Disney, you know, Sunday night movie on television and loved the Ewoks, which the, you know, graphics are horrible, but it's still a wonderful show to watch. But anyway, we get all kinds of fun stuff. What about Blu-rays? Yep, we do still play Blu-ray. Okay. Do Blu-ray DVD? I haven't dived into 4K just simply because, you know, we don't have that big of an audience for it. And, you know, we're the last one for a reason. I'm, I'm through all and I want to make sure that we can make a profit on it before bringing it to the yeah. store. So before we end, I wanted to ask, how can people help Blockbuster? And you, you mentioned that the local community has been so supportive. Is there any particular shout outs that you want to share to the audience? Because you know, we are listened all uh, over, not yeah, just DC. I would love to just, again, thank everyone for the love and support because we do have our website, which a lot of people who can't come to the store, I've had people, you know, send us old movies or I had even a gal send me $5. She's like, if I was there, I'd rent a movie, but I can't be. So I'm going to send you $5. And I thought that was really like sweet. It's actually framed in my office. But, you know, we have $2 membership cards on the online and anything that anyone can do to help support it. If you If you want to buy something, you know, go on our you know, bandblockbuster.com and, and buy something on there or just continue to just send me those letters and, and just the good vibes because that's kind of what's keeping us going. And the address is on the website so I can put that in the show notes if they want to send a physical oh, yeah. letter Absolutely. or the DVDs. Yep. I'll put that in there. Thank you so much, Sandy. I really hope I can see you in person and <laughs> rent. I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. Maybe Dogma. I don't know. I'm so excited. I, this has been a highlight for me. Thank you so much. You're very sweet. And thank you for, for reaching out. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Media and Monuments, a service of Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C., Please remember to review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. For more information about WIF, please visit our website at WIF as in Frank, V as in Victor.org. That's a wrap.